I like how I went all the way and did all this work, all this trouble. What just fell? I just ripped the charger out. Did all this work just for me to forget to plug it in. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm on the struggle bus. Okay. I think I did it. Can I set this here? Hi, everyone. My name is Kennedy Tibbins. Welcome back to my podcast, Rooted. I, If you're watching on the YouTube channel, I know I didn't have an episode two weeks ago. Well, I had an episode. I know I didn't have a, a YouTube video out, but I'm trying my best to get it up and started. And it is currently... 1 32 in the morning. It is Wednesday, December 20th. We are five days away from Christmas. Merry Christmas. Some of you are probably listening to this um, today, this morning. And if you are not, either Merry Christmas or if you're listening to this after Christmas, know that I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas in advance. And I'm super excited. I'm going to have my entire family here in two days. My sister's coming from South Africa and my other sister is coming from Mobile, Alabama. I'll have my cousin, my brother-in-law, my little brother, you know, my mom, my dad, like I think we're seeing some grandparents and I'm so excited. Now, with that being said, I have a, a pretty, I like to think it's a pretty good episode prepared for y'all today that I'm super excited about because I have just been growing a lot closer to the Lord in the season that I'm in and I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, If I remember correctly, my last episode was about being exhausted. Um, I'm going to take a look to make sure that that is correct, Um, but I believe that that is what it was about. Yes. And I have good news for y'all, which is so funny because I'm coming off of a 65 hour work week. I accidentally picked up some shifts last week that I wasn't able to get covered. And I actually feel so rested. Today was my first day off. I worked, I think it was like eight straight days. Um, and I got my tail whooped. But I feel so fulfilled because I've been learning a lot. Um, I was going through Revelations in my Bible, but Revelations somehow morphed to Proverbs. I don't really know how that happened. Sometimes I just bounce around. And um, it's super funny because Proverbs jumped to Matthew yesterday. But I have been doing a lot of thinking about what trusting the Lord looks like and what, how that correlates to not just trusting the Lord, but having good judgment. I've been doing a lot of research about good judgment because I know that I talked about like, just because you do the right thing, you know, like doesn't mean that you can have a negative attitude on the way to get to the the right decision. And I was thinking, I was like, well, sometimes 
I know sometimes I'll have a good attitude and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm praying for wisdom and I'm trying to trust the Lord, but do I have good judgment um, was what I was thinking about. And because I was like, well, I have a lot of convictions about things and I'll be like, okay, I know that this is wrong, but I don't know why it's wrong. And that is a perfect example of good judgment. Um, I heavily believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and I was doing some writing. It's what I'm attempting to find in my journal. Also, if you're watching my video, look how cute this journal is. I don't know if you can see it. it says I'm only talking to Jesus today and it's like a blue and I've, I bought it like a month ago and it's halfway filled already. So need to work on that. But uh, in Proverbs, it says a wise woman builds her home, a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. And then I kind of broke that down. What do wisdom and good judgment have in common? They are two things. There is a gift from God in those things. And there is a tool that the Lord gives us, meaning wisdom is going to be the action of things. So like what you should do. Good judgment is knowing what you should do. So um, let me break that down. So having good judgment would be if you're in a situation with, let me, let me think of an example. Okay. I have friends uh, that... Let's say that I have friends that want me to smoke cigarettes with them. And let's say that I, I'm young. I don't even know what a cigarette is. But I know in my heart that I shouldn't. But I don't know why I shouldn't. Having good judgment is knowing that I shouldn't. And having wisdom is knowing why I shouldn't. And then pursuing that. Meaning, okay, I know I shouldn't do that. I don't know why that's good judgment. And then wisdom is I do know why and I'm still going to continue to walk out why I'm not going to do that. Um, I've had that happen to me. I've had some people who've offered me substances that uh, I knew in my heart I shouldn't be partaking in. And when they would ask me why, I would explain to them. I'd be like, well, because of this and because of this. And then when they would give me reasons, I stuck with my good judgment. Um, even if it seems like there's a lack of wisdom, there's normally not. Um, and I wanted to read, first of all, Proverbs 3 all talks about trusting in the Lord. It Maybe I should just read all of it. I love all. I literally have all of it highlighted, like that whole thing. And it just says, my child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands deep in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfied. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart, and then you will find favor with both God and people. 
and you will earn a good reputation. Something good judgment does is it gives you a great reputation. This is something I've learned while being in a workplace that nobody has a good reputation is that I have started to build a reputation at work. I'm getting to the point, I think I'm four months in, I'm getting to the point where my good judgment has started building me uh, relationships based off of people can trust me because of this reputation I've built for myself that the Lord has obviously helped me build. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That sentence right there, the don't be impressed by your own wisdom, that is something that I have battled with because sometimes even on this podcast, I'll say something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that was so good. It's okay for you to find goodness in your words as long as you understand that they're not your words. So like nothing that is fruitful that I've ever said on this podcast has come from me. It's all come from the Lord and the Holy Spirit speaking through me and the Bible. And that has been something I've really struggled with. Um, It says, then you you will have healing for your body and strength and your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth. That's just kind of talking about tithing. It says, uh, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. I'm going to skip a little bit down in this chapter 3. And verse 19, it says, By wisdom the Lord founded the earth. By understanding he creates the heavens. My child, do not lose sight of common sense and discernment. That word discernment, grab a hold of that because discernment equals good judgment. It's that feeling where you know you're not supposed to do something, but you are not quite sure why. It says, hang on to them for they will refresh your soul. They keep us safe in your way and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You do not need to be afraid of sudden disaster, meaning sudden disaster will always be shut down by discernment and good judgment, Um, especially when you're not leaning on your own understanding of things. And it says the Lord is our security and he will keep our feet from being caught in a trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it. It also talks about um, when it is in your power to help your neighbor and your people around you. I, this is so silly. I try to do this at work. Work is such a form of worship for me. Um, and I try to represent God as much as I can. Even when I feel like I can't help someone else, I always try to help everyone. That also builds me a reputation where I'm trying my hardest to reflect the Lord in that. Um, Then we go a little bit to Proverbs chapter four. Um, 
and it says, pay attention and learn good judgment for I'm giving you good guidance. That sentence right there where it talks and says, learn good judgment. Good judgment is a gift, but it's something that we have to actively pursue in order to step into that authority in the Lord. And I know that that sounds weird where it's like, oh, you just said good judgment was a gift. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit, but you have to actively use it. Like, see it like working out. Like, you're not going to get muscles if you just go lift one time, you know, like you might have muscles for a day and you might be really strong for a day, but you have to actively pursue it and actively keep working at it. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commandments and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Do not forget the words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom. She will protect you, love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Don't do as the wicked do. Don't even think about it. Don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep when they've done until they've done their evil deed for the day. That's a lot to unpack, but we're going to do it. Um, And here's what I'm learning. Even when you have nothing else, even if you don't have the fruits of the spirit, if you don't have, like, if you don't have anything, learn to have good judgment because when you start to step into that and okay I think this is wrong okay I think that this isn't what the Lord wants me to be doing but I don't know why stepping into that and leaning not on your own understanding and a perfect example would be um I hear a lot of debate about Christians smoking marijuana. This is a big one. Um, I get asked about this a lot. And I don't have like a a yes or no answer because everyone has whatever reason, you know. What if it's medical? What if it's my own heart and my good judgment says no. Because it's a substance that's used to escape and escapism I feel like is a form of worship um, because like you're just running. You're like Jonah and the whale. You're just running away and you're going to get caught. And so my good judgment is telling me that's wrong. But if someone, if I were to get into like a debate with someone about that, I would not have biblical knowledge to stand on where it's not the 11th commandment like no one is over here being like do not smoke weed like no one's saying that but my heart is telling me that it's wrong and it's a form of like I said it's a form of escapism and so therefore I feel like I have lived a little bit more of a blessed life because of wisdom 
that I don't even, I don't even know what it means. Like I'm trying not to lean on my own understanding here. Like I could not tell you the amount of times where I've been in situations that I've removed myself from and I couldn't give you one single answer why I removed myself until after I watched the situation unfold and then I'm like oh that's why God gave me that sinking feeling that's why God made me a little uneasy oh that's why God removed that friendship that's why God removed that boyfriend because I will feel these feelings and I will rely on my good judgment and the Lord's wisdom and then I will normally see it unfold afterwards. And so if I can just encourage anything to y'all in this Christmas season, it's to pray for good judgment and pray for wisdom. And those two things combined will lead you into a world full of blessings that that I think I think will just really set you on a on a new cool and different path um what how we're at 17 minutes okay um I wanted to do a quick little kind of check-in moment um I have my little iPad out here because I was doing my devotion last night and I was a little bit wrecked about some stuff. And I ended up flipping to Matthew because I really felt convicted to read about the crucifixion. And normally that's a uh, chapter I avoid. Like the plague, I do not want to read about the crucifixion because it makes me sad. It makes me sad every time I read it. Um, and I really just felt led to read it. And, um, I want to read just a little bit. Um, actually, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read all of it. Um, it's not that long. So Matthew 27 verses 45 through 55 At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At the end of three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice. Oh, I'm probably about to butcher this. It says, Eli, Eli, Lima. I'm not even going to try to say that word. It means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling out to the prophet Elijah. One of them ran to him with a sponge filled with sour wine holding it to him on a reed stick so he could drink but the rest said wait let's see whether Elijah comes to save him or not and uh, basically what happened after that is Jesus shouted again and his spirit was released the at that moment when he yelled the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and the tomb opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died raised godly men. They were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went to the holy city of Jerusalem, and pretty much there's a little bit more, but... 
I'm going to stop there. The important part of that story that sticks, well, the whole thing's important, but I wrote a little bit about, um, about the curtain splitting because when I was reading, I just felt really inspired, I guess. Um, and I posted on Instagram, but for those of you that don't have Instagram, I'm going to read just some thoughts that I had on it. Um, and this is the caption of my Instagram post. I've been doing a little bit of poetry, a little bit of some writing. So I thought I would just share this with y'all today. A tear in the curtain, a voice called out, a voice so helpless, but so powerful. It split a lifetime of sin into thick layers of this is the last time and it won't hurt decades of I'm sorry, Lord, embedded into the fabric of one curtain. One curtain is the most important piece of fabric we will ever face. The curtain between me and him, my sin so interwoven into the deep tissue of red distance split by one man, not his miracles, not his life here on earth, but his goodbye from it. Only one can split the fabric of the fall. The cry of one man, his death, his cry brought us closer to the father. It is the distance it is the fabric. We could feel like we were a mile away from him, but really we are just a foot, a foot of fabric away. Jesus holds the sharp cry that cuts the sin in two. I want to just really quickly, if you don't know what the curtain is, basically there was a curtain in the holy temple that separated the holy from the Lord. And I'll have to do a little more research on the cultural significance of that. But the uh, biblical significance of it was when Jesus died, he forgave all of our sins were forgiven. And that um, captivity that we were kind of being held in was split in two. And I don't know, I just felt like my sins were so embedded and interwoven in this hypothetical spiritual curtain. And I don't pay attention enough to the fact that that curtain was split in half and there's no longer distance between me and God. Just a little bit of food for thought. And I know I'm talking about the death of Jesus, but this week is about the birth of Jesus. So go spend time with your family. Go uh, be joyful. Be happy. Um, if you're out shopping, be patient. Be kind. What I've done at work every day this week, multiple times a day, give me love. Give me joy. Give me peace. Give me patience. Give me kindness. Give me self-control. and Give me gentleness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bless the people listening, bless the people not listening, bless tomorrow and everyone in it. And Jesus name I pray. Merry Christmas, everyone. And happy new year. Thank you so much for sticking by my side and uh, listening and supporting. I love you all.